What's the relation between memory and the process of learning a second language? I don't know, I read a bunch of studies and let's see what I discovered. Welcome to Accent Over Me. This is a podcast about English and all the struggles we have as a second language learners. I'm Gabby, I'm Brazilian, and today I'm talking about memory. This subject is so interesting to me because I love learning about the brain. There are a lot of things we don't know about the brain, a lot of things we discover in the process, and researchers are doing some research. <laughs> and there are a lot of studies about memory loss, how to improve your memory. And I couldn't stop looking for ways to memorize things and stick this second language in your mind, you know? I just don't understand how we can learn a second language and stay with this. Some researchers will say, use it or lose it, because it's true. But let's go to the researchers that I found. I had to put my pen down because it's endless. If you look about memorizing things on the internet, you'll find so many things. So I found a bunch. Let's start it. One of them, it's a research from Turkey. I don't know if I'll pronounce the name of the university correctly, but it's Karabuk University. And the researchers are Shahab Sadri and Jafar Firozi. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce this well, but that's it. The impact of cognition on memorizing words in learners of English as a foreign language. There, they talk about the debate researchers have about the effective ways of learning vocabularies. Some of them say that if you're reading so many texts, you can memorizing things, like the volume of reading will make you memorizing faster because the great amount of exposure to vocabularies will stick this in your mind. But some of them don't agree with that and they think like the deep exposure to vocabularies is more important. So this is some of the conclusions they have on this study. If you know where the words come from, you can memorize better. Like, knowing about the root of a word can facilitate understanding a word meaning and concept. Rubenstein said that in 2001. Another thing is, we should add meaning to the vocabs that we learn. And it says like this. Meaningful approach towards etymology for learning second language for intermediate and advanced students can lead to the understanding of practical and theoretical linguistics for memorizing and saying vocabularies and their meaning. And another way to memorizing things is personal experience creates valuable knowledge. And they say like that, in the view of discovery, environment should provide inducing situations in which the learner can select activities with personal value. Experiences, mistakes, and ups and downs of the learner in this process are important for his cognition formation. Who said that? It was Brunner in 1966. Okay, you have to know the roots of the words 
and then attach to this word some value from the experiences you have with these vocabularies. So I found a research from 2005 that says that babies use their own names to help learn language. If you form sentences around the baby's name, the baby can memorize the words easily and expand the vocabulary in this way. They say like this, one familiar word can allow a baby to pick out another word. And that newly familiar word may allow a baby to learn words that follow it. It's so interesting to me because we can use as a second language learners because we are like big babies, right? <laughs> we are learning a language from scratch. We can use this study about babies to think about our learning process, right? And I start to find the benefits of learning a second language. And a study from 2012 says, they study a language makes your brain grow. And they prove it is studying two groups of people. They are studying really hard for three months. One group was studying languages and another group was studying something else. And the brain of people from the group they studied language grew. Even though they are like studying really hard another subject, their brain didn't grow. And such a good news about Alzheimer that it's a type of dementia that makes your brain lose memory. And they sound like this. Previous research from other groups has indicated that Alzheimer's disease has a later onset in bilingual or multilingual groups. If you learn a second language, third language, fourth language, you have more chances of don't develop dementia. It's not don't develop, but it can come later in your life. Or you will experience such little symptoms of the disease. This is a publication from 2020. A device to stimulate the brain can make us learn a language faster. Wow. Where do I buy it? I, I want it. <laughs> I think everybody wants this, right? This is a study from University of Pittsburgh and University of California, San Francisco. It says like this. Researchers improved the ability of native English speakers to distinguish between Mandarin tones by using precisely timed, non-invasive stimulation of vagus nerve, the longest of the 12 cranial nerves that connects the brain to the rest of the body. What's more, vagus nerve stimulation allows research participants to pick up some Mandarin tones twice as quickly. Isn't it amazing? They already use this stimulation of this nerve to treat epilepsy, for example. And another thing that I found out on, on Netflix, there is a documentary. The name is Memory Explained. And then what makes our memories stronger? A story, place, and emotion are the foundation of the strongest memories. And the thing is, if you create a story around the memory, you put this in a place that you can memorize or create an emotion around it, you can have strong memories and you can stick this in your mind. They talk about something that I look on the internet about the memory palace. This was something weird to me because I don't know how people do that. 
Um, I watched a video on YouTube about a guy that memorized an entire chapter of a book. And he did this with this technique, memory palace. So he related the words and the sentences to objects in the room. And he talked about room and the objects inside of the room. Everything on his mind, okay? Because of these objects, he memorized it and he could, like, tell the whole chapter of the book. This is so crazy to me. So, I found this task on this video on YouTube, how to memorize anything, how to remember things easily. Do you want to try it? Let's listen. Well, you remember information in two main ways as words using your verbal memory and pictures using your visual memory. And the secret is that trained memorizers use their visual memory because it is extremely powerful compared to your verbal. Let's test the difference between the two. I will give you a list of 10 words and we'll see how many you remember at the end. Here we go. Alligator Chair Bottle Guitar Lipstick Tire School Keyboard Cable Grass Now pause the video and write down on a piece of paper or a notepad as many of the words as you can remember. The average person remembers anywhere from 5 to 7 words. There is a limit of how many words we can remember in our short-term memory. Now, let's see the difference of how many words you can remember by using your visual memory. I will give you a word and then explain a short picture and a story for it. While I do that, vividly imagine in your head the pictures as I describe them. Here we go. Door. Imagine a huge door made of steel. It's so huge and heavy and there is a sign on it that says, keep out. Bear. The door suddenly opens, there is a big brown bear wearing a black suit and the bear starts to roar at you. Piano As the bear roars, a piano falls down from the sky and crashes on the bear's head. While it crashes, it makes a weird sound as the strings break. Secretary As the piano crashes, one of its white keys flies out and hits the bear's secretary. She starts to rage as she is extremely pissed off. Watermelon In her rage, the secretary picks up a green juicy watermelon from her table and throws it out of the window. The watermelon starts to scream as it falls down from the building. Chicken The watermelon falls on a big yellow chicken and splits in half. The yellow chicken gets soaked from the watermelon juice and its feathers turn pink as they get soaked in the juice. Streetlight The chicken flaps its wings and tries to fly to get rid of the watermelon juice. And as it picks up speed, it hits directly into a streetlight. The streetlight starts to fall and make buzzing sounds as it trembles down. Barbie dolls As the streetlight falls, it plummets down into a box of Barbie dolls. They are pink and have blonde hair. They start to fly everywhere, singing in the song, I'm a Barbie doll. Pen One of the Barbie dolls jumps on a pen and starts to ride it as a rocket. The pen leaves a blue ink trailing behind as it flies into the sky. Samurai 
the pen runs out of fuel, falls straight down and jams into the ground. A Japanese samurai with full armor picks it up and starts to swing it like a sword. School. Bell rings, the samurai stops playing with his sword and runs toward a big building. It turns out that the building is a school, elementary school, with white walls and big windows. White kid. A white kid comes into the school and says, who's weirder now, pulls out a gun and starts to shoot up the school. Okay, pause the video again and write down how many words you are able to recall using your visual memory. The secret is to recreate a picture in your mind of each image in the story. Oh wow, it's true. I can write it down. Like I think I wrote nine words. I couldn't memorize a hundred percent, but it was so much better. Let me know in the comments what do you think and if you could memorize it too. <laughs> I always indicate things that I'm like reading or watching here. So this week I'm listening to an audiobook about the brain <laughs> and about how to keep your brain sharp. And the name of the book is Keep Sharp, Build a Better Brain at Any Age. And I'm sorry if I don't say your name correctly, but I think it's Sanjay Gupta. And he talks about how to keep your brain sharp and avoid the symptoms of dementia, for example. It's super interesting because we can bring this to us, bring this to our learning process. I select some things there that we can start thinking about how our brain works. And once we understand how the brain works, we can do it better and have more ways to use it better, right? How do we build a memory, for example? We have like three stages, coding, storage and retrieval and he says this through the book so many times use it or lose it if you keep your mind using the memories you won't lose it but if you leave it there and never access this anymore you will probably lose it i think in the learning process of a second language we have to be in touch with the language all the time right and this is the reason why we lose it because our brain doesn't consider that information is important to us anymore because we're not touching this every single day in our lives you know this is the reason i decided to come to another country to learn the language because i thought if i stay in brazil it will be so difficult to me to understand and to practice this language and and i think i'm being pretty successful on that like of course you can learn languages outside of the country that speaks that language. But my process of learning increased, I don't know, 200% because I came to another country to talk to people who speaks this language since they were born. This is my personal experience. Of course, for everybody works differently and you have to find a way that is better for you. He talks about, I don't know, I think 12 myths about memory. And I picked two here that I thought was interesting for us. Older people are doomed to forget things. This is a myth. We can have stimulus to our brain in any age and we can have new neurons and new synapses if we eat better, if we like do some exercise and 
You know, they say like this, we improve over time controlling our emotions, reducing stress and finding meaning in our lives. Another myth, you're dominated by either your right or left brain. This is so interesting to me and it says like this, those who favor the right side of the brain are more creative, artistic. Those who favor the left are more technical and logical. People express language more on the left side, and the spatial abilities and motion expressions on the right. Brain scanning technology has revealed that the brain two hemispheres most often work together. For example, language processing, once thought to be the domain to the left hemisphere only, is now understood to take place in both hemispheres. The left side handles grammar and pronunciation, while the right processes intonation and the brain recruits both left and right sides for both reading and math. And he gives a lot of tips through the book. I didn't finish the book yet, I'm like in the middle, but I have like a lot of information already. It's crazy. And so he said about the five pillars of the brain health. Here they are. Move, discover, relax, nourish, and connect. And he explained each one in the book. But related to the second language learning, we have some good news. Did you know that the age-related cognitive decline can be slower if you speak a second language? Yeah, it's true. Listen to him. Research has long shown that new knowledge, whatever it is, pays off. For example, a study in the June 2014 issues of Annals of Neurology found that speaking two or more languages, even if you learn the second language years or decades after the first, may slow age-related cognitive decline. Such findings have been confirmed by others, including cognitive neuroscientist Ellen Bialystok, a distinguished research professor of psychology at York University in Toronto, Canada. Her own research has found that bilingualism can protect older adults' brains, even as Alzheimer's is beginning to affect cognitive function. It's likely that the complexity of the second language acts as a part of that cognitive reserve, shielding against symptoms of decline. And therein lies a key secret. The complexity of the new skill is critical. You can't just come to class and be passive. You need to use your mind in a manner that gets you out of your comfort zone and demands more long-term memory. Okay, that's it. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Looking for memory studies is so difficult because there are a lot of researchers everywhere like studying this. And I think we can like work our brains to keep the second language in our minds and don't forget it. So practice a lot, relate the words to meaningful things that you can memorize it. Use the language as much as you can. I want to thank my sponsors to be with me all this time and see you next week, right? Bye-bye.